now all right there we are um so welcome uh cryptid bartender slash rebel scum han um it is thank good you. to have you here um, thank you very much so uh i have a few topics for today uh i intend this to be about an hour um a bit less a bit more we'll see this will probably get cut off after 40 minutes because i'm running uh the basic bit free version of zoom uh and there's only uh two of us so at that point we'll have to start up uh basically another zoom meeting but uh, i don't think that'll take too much time um first of all uh i want to get into uh the most obvious part uh being what the fuck is going on in the bartending world uh, as it relates to the Chinese knockoff AIDS? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's not pretty at all. I, um, I have two jobs. One is bartending and the other one is teaching bartending. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I woke up early, early this morning to find one of my coworkers saying that uh, one of the franchises, I work for a movie theater bar. And so I woke up to see him saying that they were definitely shutting down starting, I believe shutting down today, but working until Thursday or something like that. Right. And so I Googled it and sure enough, it, it he didn't even realize this, but six to 12 weeks. Fucking hell. And this yeah. is by uh, government mandate or just like voluntarily? I think, I think it's voluntarily because uh, a couple other different movie theater franchises started first. We right. did, so we just kind of followed suit. Mm. So we were originally doing, we were allowing half capacity for a while. Right, All right. because I imagine business is uh, down quite a bit, both in regular bars and movie theaters. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, I worked on Saturday, and it was the slowest Saturday I've ever worked. Yeah, I imagine. Um, yeah, I'm in a somewhat similar situation. We discussed this in uh, the ends already. Um, but for those who don't know, I work as a bartender slash instructor at a, in a climbing gym, which is a thing that we'll get into later. Um, I'm hearing a cat in the background, which is fucking fantastic. I wish I had a cat here. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, we are shutting down for three weeks at least uh, by government mandate. And, well, uh, we had a meeting today. And I think, I mean, I'm of course, I'm not going to tell anyone what particular climbing gym because I'm not fucking stupid. Uh, <laughs> this is the internet after all. Um, 
but yeah, no, I think I can be as open pretty much as the boss was with me uh, or with all of us is that for three weeks we'll manage. Um, but if we are going to have to shut down like six weeks or 12 weeks, we're going to be looking at a real problem. Um, because for three weeks, there's plenty of work that we can still do. So um, all the people that have like a, a regular contract that aren't working uh, like on a zero hour contract, they can basically still meet their hours for now. Um, and actually today, like uh, around six or seven, uh, the government announced a bunch of measures to help finance uh, both payroll for employees, a bunch of tax cuts, and some um, options, I guess, for uh, businesses, both big and small, to um, to to uh, like get money from the government to be able to stay open, um, at least in the longer term. Um, but I mean, we just have our like regular expenses, um, even like outside of, uh, regular payroll, think rent, think loans. Um, and we have somewhat regular income in the form of subscriptions because people just get a subscription to climb with us. Um, but I mean, people are losing their paychecks as well. Uh, so those people are going to be canceling. So we're counting to some extent on the solidarity of our customers. Uh, the ones that can still pay to just kind of keep their subscription for now. Uh, and other, other than that, we're just going to be doing a bunch of like deep cleaning and like getting shit ready uh, for when we open. Uh, and I, ma- I imagine that's, pretty much the situation most bars and gyms are looking at, at least over here. Uh, Call centers as well. Yeah, I know a lot of people who work for call centers Mm. and uh, so far, none that I know of have officially shut down, but they've been saying that there have, there seem to be, uh, they seem to be preparing, you know, furniture is getting covered with like long-term wraps, you know, or um, things like that. We, um, it, it's and so I don't, everyone's just kind of preparing for the worst at this point. Um, and you know, that's the thing like with the bar that I work at, it's not like a bar you can just go sit down and you know, actually, most of our bars here are still open, right. but the one where I work, it's not a bar you can just go in, have a drink, and chat with your friends. It's treated like a concession stand if you're going mm-hmm. to see a movie. So for me, I kind of got the short end of the stick here for sure. Yeah. And especially, you know, six to 12 weeks, that's kind of insane. And then with my other job, you know, my, my, uh, my job relies on people signing up for the courses Exactly. and no one's signing up. So, I mean, we only have, it's small, it's a small business. We really only get like, I'd say there's usually at the most, like a dozen people in the building at any given time at the most, you know? Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's a small, it's, it's a, it's a little class. It's a small trade class Mm -hmm. and, but nobody's signing up for it. So if no one signs up, I've got no one to teach. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so our, uh, prime minister, he gave a speech, I think yesterday, or the day before yesterday, let's see, today's Tuesday, I think he gave a speech on Sunday, 
um, like addressing the nation in general, basically saying, well, the reality is uh, a bunch of us are going to get infected with corona uh, and we're going to take some measures to, to like some social distancing, uh, shutting down a bunch of places, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but yeah, you know, just like deal with it, deal with the facts uh, in your mind already now that a fuckload of people are going to get infected with corona. Um, and what we're looking at is basically just building herd immunity. Like just enough people have to get infected and survive uh, to the point that they're immune, uh, at which point it won't really matter anymore uh, if one particular person gets infected or not. Um, which I'm afraid is probably true. Um, so, yeah, a lot of us here are very anxious about having to stay closed for more than three weeks. Um, and, uh, well, I'm very lucky that for these three weeks, I'm not yet losing any income. Uh, but what's the situation with you? Are you losing income due to this? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, all my income. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, no, I, it's, you know, I get paid both jobs. Uh, you know, I get paid weekly at the, um, I get paid per class, basically. And my paycheck right. is every week. And then with my bar job, you know, most of it is in tips. So yeah, I'm losing all of my income right now from this. And uh, I know there's that bartenders grant organization dealio thing going on where people are donating. I know Jameson um jameson whiskey you know uh, they donated mm. like half a million to it and screwball whiskey is doing a thing on facebook where every every time you share their post they're going to donate an extra dollar towards that you know so i am looking into that but yeah. i i mean in the meantime i you know it's like i'm gonna try to do some of my home stuff you know i sew mm. for extra cash etc and it's like okay well maybe i need to try to get back into that because what else am i gonna do yep yeah i'm uh Looking at it somewhat the same way. As I said, I've been very lucky to not lose income yet, but I'm not counting on it. Um, and that's partly the reason I'm talking with you now, because I intend on uh, like producing a fuck ton of extra content just for this podcast. Uh, see if I can build a little bit of an actual presence online and make some money off of that. Um, because I'm for kind the time, of in the same boat, actually. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just fucking start a podcast or start making videos. And uh, I mean, at this point, I've got like 20 listeners for uh, on an episode. So it won't be much, but I'll be opening up like a Patreon and the subscribers are soon. And who knows, it might just give me a few extra uh, euros a month. And, no, I'm totally with you. Like yeah. I, uh, with my bartending project, you know, I, um, you meant, I think you said cryptid bartender at the beginning. And yeah. uh, right now it's all just photos that I post on Facebook and everything, but that's, you know, it's been bugging me. I'm like, okay, I really need to start doing these video tutorials mm -hmm. on those for a while. I have it oh, all yeah. in my head, how I want to do it. And people are constantly, when are you going to make the videos? What are you? But it's time consuming. You know, it's a whole other skill I have to learn. I've been putting it off and now I'm like, well, shit, now I should probably get that going and say, you know what? Mm -hmm. If you want to support me, watch the videos, just share them, spread the word. Yep, and exactly. hey, you guess what? You guys can't go to bars now. So here's yeah. some stuff for you to make at home, right? Like we all yeah, win. Exactly. Everyone's going to win here. So. <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of what I'm thinking I, sh I need to start doing. You know, I, I was having a conversation earlier how it's like 
all these little things eat in the back of my mind. You need to do this. You need to do this. You need to do this. And it's like, there's the push. And now I need to start doing it, which yep. has really been helpful. You know, I mean, I went through my freezers because I got two freezers with my freezers last night, just pulling out everything to see what I had. And I found I had extra meat I forgot about and, yeah, and well, all that stuff. That's good. Right, <laughs> right, right. No, especially right now. So I'm like, okay, yeah. I'll be all right. The kids are going to be all right. We're going to be all right. But it's still uncomfortable, especially with both my income sources gone. Yeah, exactly. Now, uh, I've been listening to quite a few of your podcast uh, appearances. And if I remember correctly, uh, you are a bit of a prepper, right? Yes. So you've got some shit uh, <laughs> ready to go, basically. A bit, yes. Go. I raise my own meat. I um yeah, I do that. And just a lot of general backup alternative method type things I know how to do. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone's freaking out over toilet paper. You, know, you can't <laughs> you can't find toilet paper. You can't I guess you can't find the hoses for your toilet anymore. You can't find um <laughs> right, right? You can't find paper towels or napkins, it's all gone. I'm yeah. like, okay, I used to cloth diaper my kids. And mm-hmm. I had to use cloth. I had to use reusable wipes right. for my son because of allergies. I'm like, okay, you know what? If I have to, nothing. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so, I mean, or even medicines, cleaning products, detergents, like all that stuff. I have the supplies to make myself. Mm-hmm. So I'm not overly worried. I have the means to provide, you know, the basic necessities for everything for the most part. That helps a lot. Yeah, I'm. Uh, as far as that's concerned, I'm in a bit of a different situation. I'm just looking towards my uh, my main food cabinet now, and um, my prepping as it exits out of uh, enough booze to kill myself <laughs> two or three times. Uh, oh about two packs of pasta and some tuna, and some pesto in the freezer. See, we, I, uh, I have a couple of different methods. Like we have, I mean, I've got, we've got Costco, you know, like big bulk wholesale mm-hmm. stores, which if they even have anything at this point, you know, um, sometimes I do go to Asian markets. Actually, it's funny because the Asian markets have been pretty much untouched because everyone's being <laughs> so paranoid. And, and I saw people saying, I'm like, well, funny enough, some of my emergency meat is from Asian markets, I'm, <laughs> you know? So I'm like, well, shoot, I'll just go back there and get some more. I don't care. How much bat meat have you bought recently? I haven't, you know what, if I was able to find some, I would buy it. Okay. I'd try it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I've got that. And then we have like this one grocery store. I should call it a grocery. It's kind of a grocery store, but it's a little small mom and pop store where they like sell the food that's like close to expiration date, but it's mm. still okay to eat. And they sell it like dirt cheap, you know? Ah, that's good. So, yeah. Uh, oh yeah. So I go there and I just stock up. I get like I'll load the car with bags of food and it'll cost like 60 bucks. So I've got, Oh yeah. So I've got like a crap ton of um, packaged foods as well. So, I mean, not doing terribly, not doing terribly. Yeah. Yeah, Could be significantly worse. Um, Basically the thing I'm banking on is um, uh, like where I'm now is uh, in the town where uh, my university is located. So I'm just living on my own room. Um, so I've only got like one person to uh, to take care of, and that's me. And I'll be <laughs> fine. Um, but if shit gets really hazy, 
uh, I'll just move back to my parents' place. Um, and uh, I advised my mom like uh, a month ago, I think by now, to actually prep some shit, uh, which she did, <laughs> which I'm very Good. happy about. Good. <laughs> and um, she took the wise step of buying uh, a bunch of canned food that you could potentially eat raw from the can, basically. Right. So even if there's like a complete breakdown with like no water, no more gas, no more nothing, um, like we can still eat for at least a few weeks, mm-hmm. um, which I don't think a complete breakdown, especially over here, is very likely, but uh, it doesn't hurt to be uh, prepared. Oh, definitely. In fact, uh, actually, one of my coworkers um, was telling me how his sister-in-law has a baby and he was telling them like a month ago, you need to start buying extra diapers and wipes and stock up now because it's, you won't be able to soon. And then just like the night, he was just telling me this like on Saturday and on Friday, I guess they were texting him saying, thank you so much for your idea. Cause you were right. We can't find any of this anywhere. It's all gone. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, uh, I actually just went to the store uh, today and I was very lucky. Uh, I think it will continue this way for a while, but everything was still in stock, uh, even at like regular prices. Uh, I think most things aren't going to be uh, in like a major shortage, uh, at least for a while, because there's like fucking warehouses full of this shit uh, left and right. It's just going to take a while, uh, like until the real panic is over until everything will be consistently back in stock again. Because now people are just fucking running a toilet paper uh, mm-hmm. because apparently you can eat that shit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like I literally, the other day, I just bought myself like six rolls and that's it. I mean, as I said, I have one person to take care of and I'll be fine with six rolls for a week. Unless Corona really gives you the shit. I was going to say. <laughs> but in that case, I still have a shower. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. So I should be fine. Um, I saw somebody being like, yeah, but there's like bidet culture over in Europe. No, there isn't. Um, that's that's France. Um, <laughs> like the friends like to run hands over their asses, uh, especially uh, with some extra warm water. It's a French thing. I don't know why, but um, that's just the French. That sounds um, like it would feel so weird. It does. It does. <laughs> <laughs> um, it works, though. I'm sure it does, but it doesn't sound very pleasant. <laughs> like, oh, that sounds like it would give you like the chills. I don't know. Uh, I mean, it does make your behind feel smooth as a baby. <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, so, uh, are you thinking of making a uh, particular um, coronavirus COVID 19 cocktail? People keep asking me, but I haven't really <laughs> bothered. I'm like, you know, everybody's going to be doing this. So, I don't yeah, know if I really want to try. Sense. You know, yeah. Yeah, no, I was thinking it should like at least contain. Um, not even Corona, but just like some fucking Chinese booze, like some Chinese hard liquor. 
Yeah, actually, a friend of mine uh, showed me a picture the other day. It was a six-pack of Corona with this uh, bottle of vodka called Virus. <laughs> and he's like, look, I found the antidote. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it works. <laughs> I've been saying that uh, enough alcohol should kill the coronavirus. Um, I know. Well, I just put on Twitter, like, right before this, I, I said, like, you guys act like there wasn't this one guy who just got rid of coronavirus with a hot toddy. <laughs> <laughs> Problem seems to be that enough alcohol does not, in fact, kill the coronavirus. Um, in the Netherlands, we can speak from experience from this, um, because I live in one of the most affected areas, and I work in the other most affected area, or well, used to work, I guess. Um, <laughs> uh, so the Netherlands consists of 12 provinces. Uh, and I'm not going to fucking bore you with all of them uh, <laughs> because then we'd be here for a while and this podcast would become extremely boring. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll be doing a podcast with Bert about that soon-ish. Um, but... Um, so Brabant and Limburg are the provinces I live and work in. They're uh, two of the three most southern provinces, and they're pretty much the only two that celebrate Carnival. Um, so what happens during Carnival? Everyone goes out for three days, gets absolutely fucking hammered while being uh, like dressed up, um, and then like goes home to recover from being absolutely fucked for three days. Um, and it won't surprise you to hear that uh, in Brabant and Limburg there's record heights of uh, sick calls on the days after Carnival um, but turns out that going out en masse in the street uh, in pubs basically stacked like fucking sardines in a can on top of each other is not a great idea during a <laughs> pandemic yeah what a shock yeah, crazy, right? <laughs> um, so, yeah, unsurprisingly, uh, these two provinces are by far the most affected um, with some of the highest infection rates of the whole country, um, which, I mean, it's not surprising, although it's not really uh, like the center of, of business or like the center of the economy here. So you'd expect more uh, cases to be a bit further uh, to the north. But, well, I guess it just didn't spread there as fast. Um, so these people are fucking lucky. Um, all right. Uh, anything else from you on uh, COVID-19 slash uh, Chinese knockoff AIDS? <laughs> well, I know here... Um in Arizona, we are on the lower end of confirmed cases. And um, I don't think anybody's died from it or anything. I know some of the first few confirmed cases were ones where they've already healed. Okay. They, yeah, it, it really hasn't been anything that, that extreme. We've had a few cases um, in my area, most of them in Phoenix, and they've still just been shutting down events left and right. All of our like street fairs and vendors and everything shut down concerts and shows, just all of them are getting shut down like crazy. So this is just destroying people economically for sure. Yeah. Cause there's, you know, we have a lot of events like that, lots yeah. of small businesses and 
mom and pop restaurants that can barely make it. And what also sucks is that uh, a lot of, so I guess like here in Tucson, um, for a few years, they're working on this like highway that mm-hmm. kept a lot of businesses closed down for a while temporarily just because no one could get to them. Yeah. There was, you know, there was no access. So then they opened back up and then the people who were, you know, who owned those, that area, those buildings, um, raised the lease prices because it will, now it's more valuable because now we have more yeah. traffic. Makes so they sense. doubled the lease prices. Fucking hell. Doubled the lease prices on these people who are, they're all small. It's not like it's a McDonald's. They're small mom and pop shops. Yeah. So they were shutting down left and right. Yeah, and, now, and so more places started doing that. Oh, well, if you're more expensive, we should be more expensive too. Oh, so then Christ. more places started shutting down left and right. And now what are, we, now what are they going to do? Yeah. Now what are they going to do now? Fucking hell. Everyone's losing their jobs over this. Everyone's yeah. going to be losing their business over this. And it's hysterical to me how we talk about looking after the middle class. We talk about looking after the poor. But let's go ahead and literally destroy their income over – what in the entire u.s i think it's five thousand confirmed cases at this point and only two of those deaths that's just cases meaning they have yeah. it not deaths yeah, just yeah. they have it only two of those cases have been people under the age of 50 fucking hell two fucking hell yeah sounds like the uh but we're shutting down the schools yeah, yeah which yeah. you know leaves what about all these single parents who rely on these schools yep. you know for to work Exactly. Yeah. I, this is killing people. This is what is truly killing people. Exactly. Not the yeah. damn virus. Fuck. But we can go ahead and keep the daycares open, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All uh, all of our schools have been closed as well. Mm-hmm. Um, apart from them having to remain somewhat open for the children of people with vital uh, occupancies, so. I don't know, think of the fire brigade or police or medical personnel. Um, which, I mean, yeah, that's not going to make much of a difference either. Because, I mean, uh, these people, they're going to get paid anyway. Like, mm-hmm. they get paid from tax money, so like the government can just keep on paying them. Uh, they're not the ones that are going to get fucked. People that are no. going to get fucked are the people on like fucking zero hour contracts or uh, like small independent businesses like mom and pop stores or just some fucking dude in the thirties that finally saved up some fucking cash and started his own business. Um, It's painfully ironic to me how a lot of these people who are flipping out about how dangerous it is and how we need to be prepared because everyone's going to die and just feeding into the craze are the same people that go on about how much they hate big business, they hate capitalism, blah, blah, blah. And yet they're the ones going to places like Walmart and Target and all these other big corporations and feeding into the fear, getting into fights with people over supplies, hoarding and leaving the middle class and the poor and the elderly elderly in the dust. Like how painfully ironic is that? Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Extremely short-sighted. That's for one. Mm Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. Fuck. Um, so, I mean, I don't have much to add to that, but I I agree wholeheartedly. Um, and I saw the uh, the American Fed just like dumped one and a half trillion dollars into 
what was it, like short-term loans or some shit? Just oh basically, gosh, like, with what money? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, well, honestly, with what money? I mean, at this point, I'm like, what the fuck does this even still mean? Like, <laughs> you're, like, America is, like, 100,000 million trillion dollars in debt already? I know. So, how about we, like, stop all the damn military spending? We could, like, start with that. <laughs> Jesus Christ, yeah. There's, a, there's an idea. I kind of, I feel like maybe just still bombing kids overseas. It might be the least of our concerns right now. How about we Fucking put hell, that, man. how about we kind of quit that and help these people who are going to end up homeless, sick, and dead? Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking about that the other day. I'm like, you know what? If you just, like, cut the entire... Uh, American military and like intelligence budget down to fund just about three dudes in a shack with a phone uh, and then legalize all the drugs and just like open stores who have a fuck ton more ta- tax revenue. Uh, maybe you can fucking do something with that money. Right. I mean, you know, I'm full on taxation is theft and everything, oh, yeah, me but it's too, like, but... you know, if let's not dick around with what we've got on hand, you know? <laughs> oh, no, exactly. I mean, Let's ideally, not dig the hole deeper at least. No, no, but like ideally, I would like see, would like to see like the entire government disbanded. But I mean, can we in the meanwhile just like uh, maybe give these all of these military and intelligence dude like one jeep and smartphone uh, that they have to share with like five guys, um, and then like legalize all of the drugs? I mean. Holy fuck, how many cocaine addicts does America have? I don't even know, but I mean, I Plenty. guess I, <laughs> I'm sure some areas are more obvious than others, but <laughs> <laughs> but no, you're right. And, the, you know, and not even that, but just how much we spend keeping people in jail over, yeah, holy you fuck. know, over drugs, over yeah. weed, over whatever, you know, it adds up like crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, I suppose... Given enough time, and America will go the way of North Korea. I believe they had uh, one case of coronavirus there. and um, Then they shoot him? Yeah, yeah. I think <laughs> North Korea found the cure, and the cure is lead. Right. <laughs> Apparently. I think that happened a few times, actually. I think I saw that's happened several times. They just, like, pop the coronavirus victims count one, now zero. One, now zero. <laughs> one, now zero. <laughs> I mean, you can't say it's not efficient. <laughs> right. <laughs> they had a goal and they accomplished it. Exactly. <laughs> uh, fuck. All right. Let's uh, switch topics a bit, or actually completely. Um, because I think there's some shit. Uh, and even if we can't fill time with this, I have a fun story to tell you, which you will appreciate. Um, because I don't think. This occurs much in the U.S., but climbing and bouldering gyms with bars. Um, I, yeah, mean, I had I, no idea that was a thing until you. Met, I had to like I reread it like four times. Like, is that really <laughs> what he's saying? Like, that's a thing. It's. I think in uh, in most of Europe, even at least like in the Netherlands and Belgium, it's uh, basically standard. So you've got your entire gym where you can just like climb and work out and do shit, and then there's a bar. So wait, does it have like gym, like as in like weights and like machines or is it just climbing? Uh, it's mostly climbing focused and it differs right. a little bit per gym. Uh, gotcha. If they have weights and everything, some okay. do, some don't. Um, but they all have a bar. They all have a bar. Absolutely. Nothing could go wrong, I'm sure. 
Well, actually, it works pretty well um, <laughs> because you've got to imagine uh, climbing gyms are mostly pretty small, mm-hmm. uh, at least over here. So, and most climbers are somewhat responsible as well. So, uh, well, for one, everyone who works like in the gym or behind the bar uh, keeps a little bit of an eye out that nobody who's drank anything goes climbing. Right. Um, and then the other way around. I've actually never seen anyone, and I've worked in multiple climbing gyms at this point, um, that tried to go climbing after drinking. <laughs> uh, well, except for in the previous gym I worked at, uh, one employee, he was actually talking about me how climbing after a few beers is great because you're a bit less fearful and you get... I was going to say, you got that liquid courage going. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you're a bit more flowy. And I'm like, yeah... Yeah, it doesn't really work that way, buddy. Um, it's a bit there's a there's a, a risk factor there that you're not really taking into account. Um, but that guy got fired. Um, not very long after that. Surprise, surprise. I was gonna um, say another shocker. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> crazy, right? <laughs> but um, so I don't know how this is in your bar, but we. Uh, like we we kind of combine some things, so we don't sell hard liquor. Uh, it's like we stick mostly to beer, and we have like uh, basic options for wine as well. But it's mostly um, like soft drinks, loads of craft beer, uh, and then for people who know it, we also have like red and white wine. But we don't even really advertise that um, because no, we we sell it all. We just are really restrictive with how we sell it. There's lots really? of extra. Yes, there's like, so we have like legit cocktails and everything, mm-hmm. hard liquor. We do shots, all that jazz, beer and wine. But there are a lot of restrictions because it's not a bar. It's a movie theater with a bar. Right. So there's still kids all over the place, you know? Uh, so yeah. we're just extra careful with how we sell it. Okay. But these are just more restrictions from, uh, like voluntarily from the business than yes. restrictions from government. Yeah, it's a combination of both, to be honest. Like, there's different liquor licenses depending right. on what kind of establishment right. you have. So we have that plus different um, mandates and whatnot just mm-hmm. to keep everything. Some are voluntary, some is legal. So it all just fluctuates. Right. But either way, it's all just to be extra careful. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. Um, yeah, we've got a somewhat similar situation. It's uh, partly... Voluntary and partly because you need a different liquor license to sell hard liquor. Um, and most people that come to our gym uh, slash bar don't drink very much um, because they've just been climbing. So they'll have like a beer or a few beers uh, with their mates. Um, have a very good concept of personal space so oh well luckily like i have little, a i have a like pause button i should be good now though yeah sweet um let's see where was i ah, yeah so these people at least generally don't drink very much uh like after a few beers they get out uh and they leave plus i think our opening hours are a bit different than like a regular bar. So I don't know what the rules are 
where you're at, but generally, uh, like like generally accepted opening hours for bars like in the Netherlands is up until 2 a.m. Mm-hmm. And then uh, if you intend to stay open after 2 a.m., it either has to be, I think, Friday or Saturday night, or you have to get a particular license. Um, yeah, that's not horribly different for me here. I think the cutoff time here in Arizona is two thirty a.m. Right, but and most so most bars run from around four to two ish. Yeah, uh, but that's not the case here. You know, I mean, where I work, I can be depending on what's what movies are out. I could be as open as early as eight in the morning. Ah, right. Yeah, and then we sense. typically no later close no later than like eleven or midnight mm-hmm. at the latest. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, our uh, we generally open at four, uh, and we have some days that we open earlier or later. Um, it mostly just depends on um, like like our how busy we are. It's pretty regular, um, I guess. In your case, it's a bit more dependent on like what movies come out and when. Um, oh yeah, totally. But, yeah, we don't <laughs> we don't have to deal with movies. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, apart from like big events which happen every now and then, um, but those are like a different class entirely. Uh, like our our amount of business is pretty regular, so. I think on Tuesday we open at like six. Most days is four, and the weekend is relatively lined to five. And well, apart from the weekend, we mostly close at around eleven, um, which is pretty chill. Uh, because, well, for me it's kind of a bitch actually because I'm uh, I'm largely dependent on public transport. Oh um, uh, yeah, yeah. And of course, you'll see that. Uh, the last train back to my hometown, which is about an hour from where I work, uh, goes at like a quarter past 12. So generally, uh, I'm not very strict with my closing hours, at least on days that I run the bar. Um, so I'll close at like 11, 11.30, and then I'll be working like just some closing business until 12, 12.30. And then I won't make the last train anymore. Ugh, yeah. So, yeah. So far, I've been dependent on uh, like a rental car, uh, but that's turning out to be more expensive than I thought. And my grandparents live pretty close, and I can like rent my uh, grandma's car, which is great. Um, but then Monday, I picked up my new car at the fucking garage, and then today, Tuesday, fucking thing broke down. Um, so that's that just going, sucks. Yeah, fucking hell, man. <laughs> I got so fucking pissed at the mechanic. I was like, what the fuck, man? You're going to sell me a fucking car and it breaks down on day one? What the fuck are yeah. you doing here? And he was a mechanic? It's a, like, I bought it not just, like, not at a dealer or from, like, a person, like, an actual garage. Jeez, yeah, there's no excuse for that shit. Yeah. Yeah. So I was pretty pissed. But he's facing the same problem as most of us are with the corona bullshit. As in, um, he's, uh, he's basically looking now slash tomorrow at like what exactly has to be fixed. Um, and he might not have the supplies for that because his supply lines are also uh, 
being cut off basically by this whole corona bullshit. Of course. So of course. Yeah. Um let's see. Uh back to climbing gyms. I think uh it's I've never seen this in the US because I've been there for a while and I've been at a few climbing gyms and they're much less um uh, I mean a bar adds some value to your climbing gym. Oh yeah, totally. A bar adds value anywhere, yeah. Uh, absolutely, but um <laughs> So we serve some coffee, et cetera, as well, uh, which is great because people can have like a coffee before they can climb and a beer after. But what really uh, is the other benefit of a bar to your climbing gym is that it really makes it like a, a meeting point and a hangout point uh, for like people that go there. Because one, they go to, to do something that they're often very passionate about, being rock climbing. Uh, they meet a lot of fucking friends there because mm-hmm. they also fucking love rock climbing. Right. And then you can become even better friends over drinking beer. Uh, right. And talking about rock climbing and all the hot <laughs> women that are rock climbing uh, <laughs> in your gym. Um, so it really uh, builds a bit of community. Um, yeah, I imagine. Uh, like the few times I... Uh, I went to rock climbing gyms in the US and my experience might be a bit different because I did a semester in uh, in Utah and I mean, well, you know how Utah is with Mormons. Um, yeah, I, I, I lived in Salt Lake City for a couple of years. Oh, Jesus Christ. So, yeah, I'm probably going back there this summer to meet some friends, but I would not want to live there. Um, no. I am far too dependent <laughs> on uh, on my alcohol. Uh, <laughs> um, because holy shit these fucking Mormons and their fucking alcohol laws man it drives me nuts oh I know um, I uh, I told this to a friend of mine um, the thing is if I remember the story somewhat correctly this Joseph Smith guy went up to Mushroom Mountain in, uh, in New York State um, and then came down from there with a bunch of fucking tablets which had like all the rules uh, for Mormonism, like uh, don't smoke, don't drink, don't drink fucking coffee, don't have sex, don't do anything uh, that's fun, basically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man, I, I've, I've been to uh, the churches and stuff before, mm-hmm. and it's, it's hilarious because a lot of them, they don't, have they don't even know they can't even agree on what the rules are they can't agree on the rules regarding coffee they can't agree on the rules regarding caffeine or it'll change every few years like you know i kept hearing oh yeah coffee is you know bad caffeine it's because caffeine caffeine is bad and i'm sitting there listening to this woman literally say coffee was brewed by satan what? And go- <laughs> <laughs> she's going on now i'm done how coffee is directly brewed by satan it was a satanic invention and because of the caffeine and caffeine can do horrible things to you blah 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 and keep in mind from what i understood because of the caffeine you also can't have teas black teas etc and then she just goes but teas are okay black tea is fine i'm like where is the consistency here oh my god where is imagine, the consistency imagine the stuff that makes you more productive and hardly does any damage to your body is invented by satan Oh, I mean, it was absurd. It was so could- absurd. Same with Coca-Cola. <laughs> a lot of them won't drink. 
uh, BYU actually <laughs> oh, yeah. their college. Yeah, they were not selling. Uh, they only they would only sell caffeine free Coke products and such there for a I, long time. Um, until remember. one day, until one day, the head guy all of a sudden cracked a can of Coke. Oh. Said, oh, it's fine. There, the rules magically changed. Everybody, we're good now. God decided Coke oh, is Christ. fine. Yeah, all I of a sudden, that. for some like, reason, that's, that's one of their things. It's such a fucking cult. Like they have their their new fucking Pope Dalai Lama president motherfucker. Like every <laughs> once in a while, it's like you know they, they slowly change with times, and they're like, oh yeah, you know, we just had like a revelation from God, and He told us that being gay is kind of okay now. Or, kind of okay. <laughs> yeah, I think I they're, still well, not, they're still not quite on board with it, I believe. Yeah, uh, well, they have their, like, by, like, twice a year, they have, like, their big church discussion dealio yeah. with all their, you know, big shots and whatnot. And I guess that got canceled because I think it's in April and it got canceled because the coronavirus shit. And I said that to a friend of mine and, and they're like, well, I thought God was going to protect them. <laughs> <laughs> what happened here? <laughs> Crazy, isn't it? <laughs> right? Right? This is why I don't do churches. Like, like you know, disclaimer here, I am non- non-denominational Christian, right. but I quit church crap freaking a decade ago. Well, technically yeah. longer than that. It was more like a decade, meaning I stopped going before that, but it was mm-hmm. like, it was when I was 17. I was like, you know what? No, it's all bullshit. I'm done. I'm not even yeah. going to try to find another one. I'm done. Yeah, yeah. I uh, personally, I'm not religious. My uh, father is Christian, although he's Protestant. But other than that, there's no real particular denomination to it. Uh, my mom is an atheist, um, and well, basically, the way I arrived at my conclusion is that my dad is terrible at explaining things. Uh, <laughs> my mom is a lot better at it. So. I was like, so that what, like, what's, what's, is God real or like, what's the deal here? I was like, yeah, God's real. That's just the way it is. See, that was a big problem I had as a kid was you, I would ask questions like that. And to yeah. be honest, I kind of picked up a lot on like the, just a lot of the stuff that didn't make sense in regards to the church and government. Mm-hmm. And what I would ask and be like, well, can you explain how these two are supposed to, you're telling me God wants this, but this says something else here. And it doesn't make any sense. If God's supposed to be our one king or one ruler, then why are we supposed to follow these different laws? And why would the laws be so drastically different depending on which plot of land you're on? And you know, not mm-hmm. even just yeah, like on exactly. a national level, I just like international, but even just like city to city. I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. And yeah. that's what, I would be told, well, so that's just how it is. Okay, well, mm. I'm seven. I need more information than that. You know? <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, that, uh, that rhymes with me. I, uh, I feel the same way. I still feel the same way. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. I um, agree. All right, let me see. Uh, we got off on a tangent here again, which is fine. <laughs> Because uh, in all fairness, if, <laughs> just saying right now, if any of you are like, oh, maybe I'll have her on my podcast, that's what's going to happen, okay? It's going to go longer uh, than you expect. Well, I mean, same <laughs> roughly goes for my podcast. Like, just If you come on my podcast, you're just going to be bullshitting for at least an hour. Yep. Uh, I, the way I prepare for my podcast is I just like put some shit on paper. Like, this is some potential shit for us to talk about. Uh, and we just fucking roll from there. 
Uh, That's what I'm best at, honestly. Yeah, I can yeah. I can just ramble about anything. <laughs> That's great. I feel like podcasting is a great medium for that as well. Oh, totally. Uh, I mean, basically, I think the only step that I have to do now to become like a very superior podcasting is to take a fuck ton of TRT, <laughs> uh, get the dude, and do all of the mushrooms. Uh, <laughs> and maybe some DMT. Um, so basically, ah, and go bold, of course. Um, well, I'm supposed to be starting my own. It's just been <laughs> difficult because I've got I've got a co-host with me, and and we're supposed we've been having schedule conflicts like hardcore. But mm-hmm. now I've got all the damn time in the world, <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I'm sure that'll <laughs> pop up anytime in the near future. I uh, I was actually talking with uh, Quincy, like the, the trucker. Uh, I think. Um, Sunday, maybe even Saturday, at least like a, a couple of days ago. Um, and uh, I talked with him before. We recorded like a fucking hour and a half and just fucking bullshit out of the way. Heck, oh, yeah. Amazing. Oh, gosh. Uh, how long was I on uh, Trent Must Talk? Oh, uh, yeah. I think, I think yeah, that, that was... lasted like two and a half hours. <laughs> yeah, but that was a good one. Holy shit. <laughs> It was so dumb. Right? Like, it was dumb in the best way because you're just, like, coming up the freaking Epstein cocktail and yeah, the garnishes. Yeah. Like, it was fun. It was a fun one to do. It just took oh, a lot yeah. longer than we anticipated. I, uh, I'm going to have to pause your real... So, yeah, as you were saying, uh, we had a quick little break here because I had to grab more booze, which I will be doing anyway, like, even more. <laughs> um because I'm a fucking alcoholic, and I hope that my liver kills me before the corona does. Yay! <laughs> well, from what I hear, actually, it's the heavier drinkers that have a better chance of not getting it. Really? That's what I've heard a few times. Well, I have, uh, let's see. <laughs> uh, bottom of bourbon, about a quarter of a bottle of bourbon, a full bottle of German whiskey, which I'm really afraid to open because... Holy fuck, German whiskey. Could you imagine? That can't be that good. Sound, that, that sounds like it would knock you right on your ass. Uh, I'm not afraid that it would knock me on my ass because, I mean, whiskey That's does that anyway. <laughs> That's uh, the point. That's the point. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm more afraid that it will be absolute trash because I just, I don't trust the German's whiskey. Um, I see I have a full bottle of knockoff Jägermeister. Oh, boy. Some rum, another bottle of rum, uh, some cigars, and two shots of schnapps or uh, of extra Jägermeister. I mean, so, oh yeah, and an entire bottle of red wine and some beer in the fridge. Um, so, I mean, as far as, uh, as building up a tolerance uh, with booze, I should be fine. <laughs> but I think I'm completely immune to the corona anyway. Because I live in the trashiest, dirtiest fucking student house. Like, I should be okay. I also keep reading that like heat kills it off, and I live in an actual desert. Oh, yeah, in, you live in fucking like, Arizona. You I live in rural. <laughs> I live in rural Arizona as a right as as a bartender who you know I have plenty of alcohol on hand. So it's like you know what? I actually yeah. you know what. I almost wonder if I did have it short term, just like a week and a half ago. I was sick and I almost never hmm. get sick, but I had all the symptoms. I didn't really bother to look into it because I was just tired. But I mean, I was coughing really hard, throat absolutely killing me. 
like, you know, I mean all the different stuff, I'm, but I slept it off in like three days. Cause that's usually what I do. I was just like knock myself out and sleep it off. And then right. I'm just good to go. And so I'm like, I don't know, maybe it, the, yeah. it I had it maybe. And the thing is I do get subjected to people all the time who are traveling. Exactly. Yeah. This is this is a snowbird area. This is a traveler's area. This is a tourist area. I get mm. people coming in all the time telling me, oh, I just went to China. I just came back from Puerto Jesus Rico. I, all the time. All yeah. the time. And they're pulling out their IDs and coughing on their IDs. And I have to touch their IDs. And, oh, Christ. You know, yeah. And the money. And I wash my hands, like, constantly, you know. Mm. But still. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm uh, roughly the same way. Like, I don't get as international people as you. Um, but like my gym is located in a pretty, uh, like tri country area. So we get a lot of people from Belgium, uh, a lot of people from Germany, a lot of Dutch people. Uh, and that reminds me of the story I was going to tell you. You'll like this. Um, so I had a, uh, a client or a, a customer at the bar the other day. Um, and as people do in bars, he was complaining. He was bitching, and as people do in climbing gyms, he was climbing, bitching about the quality of our routes here and of the routes in other climbing gyms. Uh, and he was like, "Ah, here they're too like builds too tall, so like I'm just a short guy and I can't reach these holds." And you know, in this other gym near me, the the step in is too hard and the rest is too boring, and the parking is bad. And then there's one. Uh, in Eindhoven where I live uh, you have to pay for parking and I don't do that on principle which was very weird to me I'm like what the fuck since when do people not pay for parking on principle what the fuck kind of autistic moron are you um, so yeah I mean I don't like paying for parking either but that's just because I don't like paying for things yeah me neither <laughs> if I can if I, if I have to I will but if I can park for free I'll just go park for free you know absolutely me too but It was so weird. He was talking about like how the people at that gym uh, were like, hey, you're not here often anymore. He's like, yeah, no, I have to pay for parking now, so fuck you. I was like, what? <laughs> These fucking people don't control that. <laughs> right. Oh, I know. I get uh, that very much. But then, get this, uh, he told me, yeah, you know, I used to work uh, in climbing gyms, but man, I can't do it anymore because people just keep bitching about everything. I'm like, what? Uh, <laughs> how ironic. <laughs> yes. Man. Bruh, I are you like, aware of yourself? <laughs> right? Right? <laughs> That's in general how I feel about like all the stuff going on. It's like, are you not aware how you guys are acting right now? Oh, how yeah. you're like... Oh yeah. One day you're, you know, one like I like I said before, one day you're preaching about supporting small businesses and how, oh, yeah, you know, shopping yeah. at Walmart is is the devil and how dare you do that. <sighs> Meanwhile, yeah. what are you guys doing? Because you didn't want to listen to people like us who are saying, "Look, prepare yourselves." Even if nothing seems bad, even if you know it doesn't seem like we're going to have anything severe coming up, you just never know when it's going to happen. That's kind exactly. of the point. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah. Now it's like, you know, you guys laughed at me for homeschooling my kids and for having alternative medicine 
backups and mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff. You guys called me crazy for raising meat rabbits and I lost <laughs> friends over that shit. Seriously? I, I did. Yeah. I lost friends over that. People calling me monsters and psychotic and all kinds of things over Jesus it. fucking Christ, man. Yeah, and now I'm sitting here like, well, you know, yeah. who's not stabbing people with a broken wine bottle in the middle of Sam's Club <laughs> exactly. over a case of water? It's, it's not me. It's crazy to me how, um, let's see, how do I phrase this? How, uh, like how, how angrily people react to people trying to live independently. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like you're not even They're hurting anyone. By it. You're not even uh, like yelling loudly, taxation is theft and, and, <laughs> and the state and like audit the Fed or whatever. You're just literally, literally minding your own business. Yeah. Like you could not be minding your own business more. I honestly feel like a lot of these people just take it as a personal attack because, you know, we're sitting here, I'm sitting here going, look, I don't use government aid. Would I qualify for it? More than likely, but I don't use it. I'm choosing not to do this and I'm choosing to do things this way. And then they get, well, you know, well, I need to do it this way. And it's like, okay, first of all, I'm not judging you for doing it. I'm just saying I'm not doing it. And secondly, do you really need to or do you just not want to put in a little extra work? And I know some people, you know, they do need the extra help. And that's why I said, I don't, I'm not judging anyone for using you know, the resources that they've been told they need to go to. Yeah. That's just it. They're being told to do it. They're putting just as much tax money into these things as anyone else. So it's like, you know what? I, that's your thing. But don't be mad at me for not doing it. Yeah, exactly. It's just like, it's just like losing weight this day yeah. and age. <laughs> how, yeah, Jesus you know, Christ. The whole yeah. body positivity movement, it's the same thing. You know how many times I've been attacked for posting like progress photos? Because I've gone down 80 pounds in the past few years. And I've had people just at my throat at, you know, like, you know, same things like, um, how, you know, Oh, you must hate fat people. And you must think I'm ugly. If you just so badly wanted to lose weight. And it's like, <laughs> no, I just wanted to be healthy. This one time I put up progress photos and, um, keep in mind, I'm narcoleptic. I have a sleep disorder. I'm always mm-hmm. freaking tired. And she freaking said to me, you don't look healthier. You just look more exhausted. Hey, 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 what is up? There we go. I think I got working now. Yeah, right. Uh, Seems like my audio of uh, (laughs) of our talk so far has been saved. So that's uh, that's good. Uh, Yeah. Otherwise, I'd have to blame Dark Tom Woods again. Uh, (laughs) Let's see, where were we? People get pissed uh, if you improve yourself uh, and if you just literally mind your own business. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's weird. I think it's some sort of, uh, it's kind of an insecurity, I think. Like people, uh, like they see someone uh, like trying to either uh, live independently entirely um, or uh like losing weight or or like bettering themselves somehow uh and they're like you know what fuck this person why fuck this oh, person? I know I I don't want to do this like I I don't believe in myself enough that I can do this no you're totally right I've been I've definitely um um 
had some really rude comments in the past over my own progress, you know, like being just, and especially by people who theoretically are all about body positivity and loving who you are. And, you know, and then when you show, Hey, this is who I want to be because this is my goal. And this is how I would like to feel. They take that as an attack. Wait, you don't like how you look. Well, then you must hate how I look. No, I just have a goal I want to accomplish. And that's just on me. It has nothing to do with you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's weird. Um, I've been seeing, uh, it's kind of interesting, uh, I feel like the mainstream, well, maybe not the mainstream, but like uh, the place where the whole body positivity thing originally started in kind of like leftist circles uh, has really uh, like gone over the edge. Like, oh gosh, it really just, has. Like you just see incredibly fat broad, uh, been like, <laughs> You know, look at me. I'm attractive. I'm I'm healthy, healthier than any weight. Uh, oh, I know. You see that video of the other day of that? Uh, uh, like it was a TikTok video. Yes. Twitter. Like, yes, I know exactly who you mean. Oh Christ. Um, well, and then there's this one. I can't think of her name. She's some author, quote comedian. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't seen oh, any funny. I haven't seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, she, no, it was World Obesity Day and World Obesity Day is basically more of an awareness day. Like, okay, there's a lot of people who are still struggling with obesity. And so let's, you know, educate people on how to combat that, et cetera. And she took that and went, no, we need to celebrate the fatties like me and those who are obese. And she put up a picture of her lifting up her shirt and just full on showing her skin. And there's nothing wrong with us. And we're happy and tag all your other fat friends and i'm like okay first of all if i find somebody tagging me as a bad friend i'm gonna be pissed (laughs) 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 um no what happened ah there we are there we go we good hopefully hopefully we're good Uh, all right yeah all right um so we're having internet problems so i'm just gonna wrap this up here uh i think we can say in conclusion, hoes mad, um, <laughs> and uh, no cocktail incoming for the uh, shitty Chinese beer hangover. Um, <laughs> where can fe- people uh, find you? People can find me on uh, Facebook mainly, Facebook page cryptidbartender.com. I also use Instagram. I'm just not as active as I should be on there. Uh, hold on tight because hopefully you'll start seeing me on YouTube and stuff as well once I finally push myself to learn how to edit videos and stop feeling like a boomer who doesn't know how to open a PDF. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, I know the feeling. (laughs) (laughs) It's feeling a little Joe Biden in here. (laughs) Where am I? Who are these people? What am I doing here? (laughs) What they did? Um, Right. Right. Well, uh, all of you motherfuckers that listen to this podcast know where to find me. Uh, fucking go and find me there. I'll be opening up a Patreon and subscribe, etc. soon. Uh, so please throw money at me. And if you want actual <laughs> for money, I might just start a, a premium snap. Uh, but we'll see about that. <laughs> I keep telling people my premium snap is just going to be me doing drunk Mad Libs. 
<laughs> that sounds like a good time though <laughs> i know right <laughs> who knows it might be worth it if you like watching some drunk chick just laughing her ass off over like butt jokes and this is for you <laughs> fuck that's basically the description <laughs> of my podcast <laughs> <laughs> all right uh thank you very much for coming on uh thank you for having me on here it was uh, a lot of fun um and uh who knows? We might just talk later because I'm, uh, I'm setting up a scheme where I'm just inviting the same people over and over again. Uh, Not wrong with that. <laughs> no, exactly. Um, so as we say uh, in Brabant, how do? Bye bye. <laughs>